0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello, and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is season 15, episode 11, the second half of the finale of season 15. Everything's Upside Down.
1: Welcome to the Upside Down. We go full Stranger Things this episode. (laughs) The Demi Gorgon comes out of the woods. Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) Pretty accurate. That's what happened. We don't need to recap the episode.
1: The end. <laughs> no, there's no. still plenty to go over. We got a lot to talk about today, actually.
0: I will say, if you are a member of the Brown family, you may want to stop
1: listening now. We're going to hear some things. We a lot of opinions. So get ready for that. Should we just get right into it? Mm-hmm. I think we'll jump right in. So we got the TLC description here. The pandemic is pulling the Brown family apart. And tensions rise. Cody refuses to travel with Christine for Isabel's surgery. Then Christine gathers the wives for a pitch to move back to Utah, which ends in tears as she questions her marriage to Cody. That was pretty much it. That was a good overview.
0: They left out the demigorgon, but... Right,
1: but you can't give
0: it all away. No, you can't give away the most exciting part of the episode. Ready for a rewrite?
1: I think we're gonna have to rewrite it.
0: Isabel refuses to fly as an unaccompanied minor. Cody sets Christine up to take the fall. Mary tries to sell Christine the dream of having a relationship just like hers.
1: Live in the dream. <laughs> All this could be yours. Just look at the mountain. <laughs> look at the flowers, Lenny. We'll get <laughs> right. to. It. We'll get to it. Let's we'll get, get to in. It.
0: Well, I guess first before we jump into the episode, just a reminder. Then after the season is over, we pick up with our episode rewatch.
1: And we left off on a doozy. It's Mary's baby decision in season four. And I think it's actually an anniversary episode two of her and Cody.
0: That is season four, episode nine. So if you want to follow along, make sure to catch up on the episode before we release the recap next week. It all comes back full circle. We open with some really exciting footage. We find out that Saul and Cody are going to the landfill. This is a big day for Saul, who rarely gets out of the house these days.
1: Trash people going to go to a trash place. It's going to be good.
0: <laughs> then Cody teaches Saul how to fill up a U-Haul, which is definitely a skill he's going to need in this family.
1: I'm surprised he wasn't born with that knowledge already. Just ingrained in him. Just <laughs> deep down in there.
0: Now, there are some big concerns here. Cody only worries what's going on with Robin's children. He is wondering... What's going on in that little mind? Because Saul's definitely bored. He's not around family because, you know, no one else can follow the rules. But he doesn't express himself. So it's hard to tell how psychologically damaging this has been on him.
1: We can assume pretty much average, I suppose. Pretty typical.
0: Just typical childhood trauma?
1: Typical Cody Brown trauma (laughs) here. Pretty baseline, run of the mill. But they are coming across some good stuff. They're squishing some rats.
0: That was disgusting, wasn't it?
1: So they just have, yeah, stuff laying around at Robin's house for so long that there's just rats nesting
0: in them. Don't you think that since there's, what, what animals live on Coyote Pass? Prairie dogs? I wanted to say gophers and I was like, that's wrong. Different. Since we know there are prairie dogs out there with both COVID and actual plague. Well, I don't know. Do we think this rat has the plague? Did we
1: get to test the prairie dogs for COVID? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we did. And plus, if the prairie dogs had COVID, I don't think Robin would be stepping foot out there.
0: No, there's no way. She'd never go back.
1: No. So it's just the regular prairie dog plague.
0: (laughs) Thank God. Now, we're not just concerned about the kids. What about the long-term effects of the issues of COVID and the issues communicating? What is that going to do to the family? What is everyone's inability to agree with Cody going to do to the family?
1: We're just breaking down. Yeah, we, we can't find any common ground. There's no agreements happening. Complete disarray.
0: It has gotten so bad that Cody can't even enjoy his time with Robin anymore because he's feeling guilty for not seeing his other children.
1: So this is where Cody admits he's resenting his wives and the rest of his family in general for robbing him of the joy of being at Robin's house.
0: <laughs> Can I just say this is the part of the episode where it was like, okay. Yeah, that tracks. This family is done. He wants to be in a monogamous relationship with Robin. Am I wrong? Am I right?
1: How much more can we endure (laughs) at this rate?
0: I can't even enjoy my time at the she Chateau because I'm worried that other people are upset at me because I had these other responsibilities that I don't want to attend to anymore, but I kind of
1: should, right? Well, doesn't that say so much, too? Because it's like he's just assuming that people are upset with him. He doesn't actually communicate with them enough to know if they are actually upset with him. It's just easier to avoid it. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that everybody else is upset with me. And I'm just going to stay with Robin from here until forever. Thanks.
0: The kids who actually have expressed being upset at him for not spending time with them, he's mad at this season.
1: But for other reasons, he has to get back at them. This is revenge now.
0: Yeah, we'll see him take his revenge in a little bit. Actually, here it comes. I didn't look at my notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, didn't have to wait too long.
0: (laughs) Cody is heading over to Christine's house. He is wearing an oversized shirt. Was it just me or did he look like Sideshow Bob?
1: I could see it. Well, it's always the hair. The hair is always there. Well,
0: especially he got out of the truck and the hair is just like bouncing as the wind is blowing through it. And then he's got this giant polka dotted T-shirt on.
1: He's not doing himself any favors. Let's put it that it way. It was a
0: very boxy cut to that shirt. Not flattering.
1: I bet you it was Old Navy. <laughs> it's always Old Navy. You wash that it. That
0: is. Anyone notice Old Navy shirts? You wash them and they shrink vertically. They shrink. They get
1: wider. It's all the ways you don't expect them to shrink. <laughs> and then one day they just disintegrate.
0: <laughs> but it's okay because you paid like twelve ninety nine for it.
1: Less than that. <laughs> it was like half of that. It was clearance. <laughs>
0: And you just keep doing it again.
1: Over and over. Never learned a lesson. (laughs) Just like Cody. That's why he's calling Christine from the driveway, letting her know hey, I'm just going to swing around to the back patio. I'm going to take it the old Janelle way here. Not going inside. Making that abundantly clear from the moment I get here.
0: Yeah, he can't go inside because Christine went through with her trip to Utah for Gwen's graduation.
1: They've been traveling. We got to limit the exposure.
0: Which, like, okay, understand. But the way the conversation goes, I'm going to criticize him still for not interacting with his child and his wife.
1: We've got Isabel coming out to join in on the conversation here. We have to have some real talk about Isabel's scoliosis.
0: Didn't think it was such a great idea to have Isabel out there.
1: I did always find myself wishing to see the kids more on the show, but not like this. Not (laughs) like this.
0: So as a reminder for anyone who doesn't know, Isabel was diagnosed with scoliosis at the age of 13, she is now 17 years old. And for years, they have known that they were ultimately probably going to get to the point where she was going to need surgery. But they tried every other avenue to avoid getting there because of things like ugly scars that you don't want to have for the rest of your life. Cody made her do exercises and told her she wasn't doing a good enough job when her curve still increased despite her efforts. And now it's to the point where she definitely needs surgery.
1: They showed the photo of the x-ray that was taken from January, and the curve is over 50 degrees now, which is, like, insane. It looked painful. It looked, yeah, I, like, had to adjust my back when I saw the photo of it. Just seeing the x-ray of it, it was like, oh my gosh. But then here's where we find out. We could take probably take a couple other guesses as to why Cody was refraining from Jumping at the surgery option here, because it turns out Christine was trying to apply for insurance to get onto the list to be able to be eligible for this surgery, and that took five or six months.
0: Okay, this is the first thing I am going to criticize them for. Yes. You've known since she was 13 years old that she has a medical condition.
1: A degenerative medical condition. That was
0: ultimately, that did not get better throughout all those years, in fact, only got worse. And you knew was approaching towards surgery. You didn't have health insurance. Remember that Cody had to divorce Mary to marry Robin, not just so Cody could adopt Robin's kids from their biological dad, but also so they could have health insurance because Dayton had gotten into an accident that injured his eye shortly before.
1: So this is where I say it's Christine's turn. To be legal wife. Yeah. It's only fair. That's only fair, Robin. Same thing. Make the sacrifice. Step up. Also,
0: how dare you have all of your children on television for 10 plus years and you didn't make sure that they had health insurance? Are they not getting any benefit of having their life be shown on television?
1: Just an exposure. You'll get great exposure.
0: Like I know other shows don't give people health insurance. Like the same thing happened on Teen Mom, where like one of the moms got kicked off and she was pregnant and she was like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? Like the show was basically gonna pay for me to be able to have this baby. But how are your kids not being getting paid so that you could pay crazy health insurance premiums so that she could have health insurance? Or Christine, stop selling LulaRoe
1: and find a job that has health insurance benefits. Go work at Starbucks. Go work at Costco. You can get health benefits for for both of those jobs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not
0: criticizing people who don't have insurance because it's really difficult to pay for health insurance in America. It is beyond ridiculous. But these people knew the situation they were in and they had a way to make sure that they didn't get in the bind that they were. And they still let it get to the point that it did.
1: What took me out of this, what bothered me about this whole situation too, was that Isabel had to voice, hey... I'm really uncomfortable. My back hurts a lot. Yeah. If you go
0: and look through their social media pages, you'll see that there are pictures of Peyton carrying Isabel because she couldn't walk for long periods of time. So you have one of your other children carrying your child on their back because they can't walk because they're in so much pain. And that's the point that we've gotten to.
1: So, And here's the, the other part of that. So now she is voiced that she can't handle this anymore now you're starting the process oh we have to get health insurance so that was six months ago where she was basically like i can't take it anymore and i need to get this surgery so that's where we are coming into this conversation
0: right so just to establish this has already been about six months that since she said she's been in pain
1: of like unbearable yeah unbearable pain
0: got to set the tone because we know what's coming
1: Yes, because now Christine is explaining we can go get this scheduled for September because it's about April 2020 right now. In the I current. don't
0: know if it is it's because there was a camera crew here. It seemed like it.
1: There was camera crew at Janelle's too. Yeah. Tomato gate. But <laughs> it's sometime in the spring or summer. Even if we give you May, May, June, maybe. So it's a couple months out and we're trying to schedule this for September. This is where a lot of people got upset because the... Hospital that they're scheduling this surgery for, the medical facility, is basically on the East Coast. So Christine and Isabel would have to travel and stay with Christine's sister in New Jersey. So this hospital's either in New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, somewhere, East Coast, somewhere. They didn't really pin that down. Cody just seemed to casually refer to New Jersey and New York interchangeably, though. Yeah,
0: so. fuck off. That, no. Yeah, we got to we gotta call that we out. We need to make some things clear.
1: We got to distinguish.
0: Those two groups of people do not want to be associated with one another.
1: We're not going to start, yeah, this whole, th- <laughs> yeah, we can't just. I mean, New Jersey's basically New York. To, uh,
0: don't, mm, no. don't say that. Yeah, well. It's a quick way to get beat up on a flight landed in Newark.
1: Wyoming's basically Canada, so. <laughs> What do you want, Cody?
0: So Cody's upset because he says, New York, New Jersey, that's a hot spot, which, yeah, at first it was beginning of the pandemic. And he doesn't think it's such a good idea to be flying all the way out there to do the traveling, to get all the way there, to be in a hospital there. Can't you just put the surgery off for another six months?
1: Okay, I don't think that Cody gets to decide when this happens, because honestly, it should have happened five fucking years ago. When she first got diagnosed.
0: Yeah, when you were telling her that she doesn't want to have scars in her wedding dress.
1: We we have not got to that point in the rewatch yet, <laughs> but I don't think I'm ready for it. I'm going to be very upset.
0: Christine's getting heated at this point, too, because she's like, no, Isabel absolutely needs the surgery. She is in pain. We cannot put this off. And by the way, jackass, Arizona is just as much of a hotspot now, so... I did a little digging and went and looked at the COVID charts. And I'm thinking this was in June or July because that's when Arizona, like, cases shot up.
1: It was was after graduation because they had gone. So, yeah, this was May or June. There was the
0: inverse if you look at New York, New Jersey, because they were hit so bad at first that everybody locked down. So by the summer, there were maybe sometimes 200, 400 cases a day. Whereas Arizona was like in the thousands per day.
1: Plus when you're scheduling things like this months out at a time. You have no idea. In 2020, no clue. <laughs> you have no idea what that's going to look like. What are the numbers going to be? Nobody knows.
0: Yeah, Basically, the hospital is telling you we're writing. First of all, the hospital would not schedule a surgery that was not necessary.
1: Especially, yeah, at that time with limited PPE. With the scheduling in general of a hospital bed and accessibility, yeah. there's no way. But I'm sure they looked at her x-ray for about a half a second.
0: Yeah, this was deemed medically necessary.
1: And it was like, why did you wait this long? And Isabel just looked, she was so sad. Because as soon as Cody was talking about New Jersey, New York, and how he's not going to New York right now, which is not geographically correct.
0: Like anyone cared too. Where he was like, well, I'm not going.
1: Isabel did look sad, though.
0: I don't think she was prepared for that. I think Christine was fully prepared for that. That's why I don't really understand why she was involved in this conversation. Correct. Because I feel like Christine could have known that this was going to happen. Like, Cody's not known for taking a slow, logical approach to thinking things through before he says them. (laughs) It's a little rash you don't need to expose your children to that at all times in serious conversations. I don't know if she thought maybe it would help for him to see her there or that she would express how much pain she was in and like he would care more or something. Not that he did.
1: Not that he did. It did not help in that way because Cody is still upset with Christine about the way that she's dealing with and handling COVID and quarantining rules by his standards And now he's taking it out on Isabel because he's still upset that Christine has traveled to Utah and gone to see people and done these things. And now she's trying to go on another trip as he sees it. And it's like, dude, this is not a vacation. Christine has to tell him outright. This is not a party that we're going to. This is a required medical procedure.
0: But he's still not understanding. Like we've been dealing with this for five years. So why is there this rush to do it now? It's just consistent with how Christine has handled COVID.
1: Yeah, why now? She wants to get out of the house. That's why. And it's like, dude, why now? She just told you why. Your
0: child said that on a scale, a pain scale, she's at an eight or a nine on a daily basis.
1: Which Christine compared to when she was in childbirth, natural childbirth, and that's what her daughter's going through every day.
0: Now, did you notice he doesn't like even... React. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh my God, I had no idea that you were in so much pain every day? He can't do
1: that. He has no empathy. Well, and he can't do that because it's admitting defeat. Because he even kind of tries to come around to it where it's like he's upset that he can't go, but he has to brush this off in a way where it's like, well, it's just irresponsible to go, to even want to go right now, anyway, to make it seem like they're the bad ones for doing this. So he's still on this
0: kick about can't we just put it off? And Isabel's like, "Well, but it might get worse." And he is so detached from the idea that she's in pain that he doesn't even think that she's saying, "Well, what if my curve gets worse? What if
1: my pain What if my
0: pain gets worse because it's unbearable already?" He thinks that she means, "What if the pandemic gets worse? Then they'll cancel the surgery."
1: Yeah, but guess what? Her curve is so bad, they probably won't cancel the surgery because they're like, this girl is in big trouble and we got to fix this. Because, yeah, why the rush? Why so sudden now? Because it was a problem five years ago and you didn't address it. So, yes, it's a degenerative condition and it gets worse the more you put it off.
0: Cody can't get over the fact that they're going to travel. They're putting the whole family at risk, which I don't understand because they don't interact. Remember, that was why they can't interact.
1: No, nobody's allowed to interact so that Cody can go from house to house and see everybody. Right. It's all about Cody. Yes. That's the rule.
0: And he's not traveling there. He's making that very clear. I'm not coming because he needs to do what's right for the whole family. You can pretend there's just not a pandemic, but I'm going to do what I need to do for the rest of the family because you're not as important. That's That's the the subtext. the subtext. Yes. And that is, I think, where the lights went off for Christine And she said, this marriage is over because he already makes me feel unimportant and I feel terrible about that. Now he just made our child feel
1: unimportant. And it almost felt like, you know, it's like those survivors of domestic abuse where it's like the wife is abused for 10, 15, 20 years and she kind of puts up with it and puts up with it. And then if they have a kid that like gets old enough the person lashes out and then abuses the kid and it's like that's when it's too far it was okay to do that to me for so long but the moment that you bring my kid into this and you you start putting them through that same pain i don't ever want them to feel like this
0: well yeah and i think it's that that connection that you have to your child as a mother that you can't understand how the other parent of your child could treat them in a way that would be hurtful Then Cody proposes. Maybe we should just send Isabel by herself then.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if Cody was still on a kick from encouraging Mariah and Audrey to move from Chicago by themselves. And he was just all about instilling this independence and confidence in his kids this year during the global pandemic on things that he didn't need to go and do.
0: I don't know. He he doesn't know anything about these children. This is, Isabel is a minor. You're going to send your child on a plane to travel to the other side of the country in a pandemic, have them quarantine, have a pretty big surgery and recover themselves and then travel back home.
1: I don't think she'd even be able to get the surgery without an no. Adult present. No,
0: you can't just go to the hospital at 17 years old and say, hello, I'm here. I have no guardian and I'd like to have my back surgery today. Here's my emergency contact on the other side of the country. You might want to wait a couple hours before you call them because they're still sleeping.
1: That's how it looks. I don't know. That's how it looks. Oh my God. So Christine is just as taken aback as the rest of us watching this at how stupid this is. And she's hoping that if she doesn't address it and just gives Cody a minute to think on it, he'll realize on his own so she doesn't need to bash him too much about it. And it's like, don't hold back.
0: No, that's when you should have started the bashing because you look at Isabel, so she was disappointed when he first said he wasn't coming. Now she's terrified because she thinks that this is actually a possibility that she's going to be sent to go have the surgery alone.
1: So then we ratcheted up another notch. Here we go. Okay, didn't like that. So here's the suggestions. Here are your options, Isabel. You go alone. Or you wait six months for me and mom to go.
0: Or I follow my original plan and I have my surgery in September and mom comes with me because you don't do anything for us anyway.
1: It's the unwritten third option, but he didn't He didn't present that one.
0: I can't believe how restrained both Christine and Isabel were in this conversation. It does irritate me that nobody holds Cody accountable for the things that he says. At least they don't in front of the camera. Because she just asks if she can be excused. Like she's done with this conversation. She's about to burst into tears and she just wants to get out of being in front of a camera.
1: And this, and it's not a problem to ask questions, to think through like, how can we go about this or how can I be involved? What are the other steps that we could take? Maybe a better question would have been, is there a doctor who's closer by maybe that we can look into right. or...
0: He jumped to the most extreme thing rather than asking some reasonable questions first.
1: Like, let's run some other scenarios before we go to the absolute absurd. (laughs) Like, I would say that divorcing Robin so Isabel could have health care. That would have been a more logical (laughs) process than sending Isabel on her own. This is where Christine has to jump in, though, and make it abundantly clear to Isabel, who is getting visibly upset, visibly worried about this. This is never going to happen. You are never going to have to go to your surgery alone, let alone travel across the country and go do that surgery and recover alone. hundred percent. That will not happen to you. I, I assure you. And I feel like she gave Cody a window here. Christine did.
0: She says, I would never do that to you. Why wouldn't you come to your senses and say, I don't know why I just said that. That was so stupid. I'm so sorry. And also I'm like, she's, upset. She looks like she's sh- she's shook. She's scared. She's about to cry. Even that, unprompted without Christine saying I would never do that to you, still doesn't get him out of this mindset where the world is just about him and his family with Robin.
1: I said it. It's just the way it impacts him. Yes, and he doesn't want to have to even ask Robin because he's not going to be able to convince her of this and even though it is a necessary medical procedure, He's not going to be able to leave Robin's for almost a month. Yeah, it'd be two weeks to quarantine when they get there before the surgery, have the surgery, then come home and quarantine. So yeah, it'd be about a month before he would see Robin again.
0: It's Yeah, it's a month. Well, more than that, because then he'd have to quarantine two more weeks when he got home again.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) So there's no way in hell he's doing that.
1: So this is the only point where he tries to kind of backpedal a little bit. Not enough, mind you, but he tries to say he's mixing his emotions with dealing with Christine and her uh, approach to the pandemic here. And he's realizing that. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not a good backpedal because what he's saying is it's Christine's fault that these things came out of his mouth. If she had not treated COVID the way she did, if she hadn't gotten on his nerves, he wouldn't have so much contempt towards her that he would take it out on their child.
1: This is true. And the other thing that bothers me, too, is he's not bringing this up in the conversation with Isabel. He's bringing this up on the couch afterwards, which is probably weeks, months later at that point. Right. So maybe you should say those things, too, if you're going to apologize or try to explain some of the behavior that you're committing on your child right now.
0: I don't even know. So this is where Isabel asks if she can go inside and... He does not get up to give her a hug because he can't come near them, but she's upset and you just said something disgusting. He doesn't try to comfort her verbally or physically, and he just lets her go back inside. That's when he's ready to wrap this conversation up.
1: Because this was when Cody was like, I needed to be the strength for Isabel because that's the only time I get to be a dad for these other kids, as in these emergency situations.
0: Everything's about him, though.
1: Yeah. It's what he's comfortable with.
0: That's my role. That's what I was supposed to be there to comfort her during her surgery.
1: So that's what he's upset about. And so that's why he's against going and getting the surgery while he can't go.
0: It's also like, I got a newsflash for you, Cody. When you don't spend enough time with your children and they rely on another parent for all of their needs, they don't look to you for comfort.
1: No, and he doesn't want them to. He just wants to feel that gratification of being there, though, so that he can pat himself on the back for being a good You're dad. Right.
0: Look how good a dad I am.
1: That's all he wants. He doesn't want her to feel secure in him. He just wants to be able to say, I was there.
0: I just can't get over how much this season he has treated his other wives and children like burdens who were fucking his life up on purpose. They are in his way. They are making him unhappy and he doesn't want to deal with them anymore.
1: So this is when Cody kind of gives up where he's had enough of the conversation and he just says, "Okay, schedule it whenever you can. Whatever's the soonest. September, whenever, I guess. And then he leaves. That's it. He just schleps off to the front yard to to his big old truck.
0: (laughs) Then Then we see Christine's reaction. In her interview with the producer, and she's getting upset about this again, watching it back. And she said, maybe if he was around more, he would see. And then she kind of stops herself. She's like, whatever. Because she's getting to the point where she doesn't even care anymore because she knows she's right and he's wrong.
1: Yeah. And for Christine, she was basically just like, that was awful. This was terrible. I don't think the conversation could have gone any worse. Maybe Cody could have pushed her off the porch or something. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs)
0: It's just such a challenge dealing with Christine's attitude towards him, towards the rest of the family, since they moved to Flagstaff. Feels like we're upside down.
1: Yeah, it turns out polygamy is pretty complicated. <laughs> you take any relationship between two people, then you add some more folks, and then you add in living apart, and then you add in COVID-19. Boy, it's really causing problems for the Browns.
0: Yeah, that's where Cody jokes, what's going on with monogamists?
1: They're getting divorced, Cody. Just like you, soon to be.
0: Newsflash, people who had bad relationships before the pandemic, it became very apparent and in your face that your relationship was pretty terrible and you didn't want to be around this person anymore. And then you filed for divorce.
1: Divorce lawyers and mortgage refinance loan officers. I think those were the two busiest people (laughs) during quarantine.
0: It'll just be a few more weeks though, because that's what Cody just tells everyone at this point. Just two more weeks. Just hang in there.
1: Two more weeks.
0: I'll come around again. Just wait two more weeks.
1: But don't get it twisted. Where we go one, we go all.
0: Okay. Cody needs to stop saying that.
1: It has different connotations now.
0: Yes. There is another group that has claimed that at this point, and it's time to give it up.
1: After January 6th, 2021, I don't think you should use that phrase anymore.
0: Here we go. (laughs) I can't even handle this. We have another conversation, some bad news for Cody again, but this time it's coming from Janelle. There is another family surgery. She's got to head out to North Carolina because she's got to help Maddie while Evie has surgery.
1: So we all remember little baby Evie. She was born with Fat Co. syndrome. It's like limb difference. She's missing some bones. Her one little leg's a little shorter than the other one. So they're prepping her for surgery. And Janelle is just slipping in on this medical excuse because she heard it worked for Christine. (laughs) So she's trying to get her ticket punched, too.
0: (laughs) And this time, Cody has no problem. He's not coming, but he doesn't give her a hard time about why she needs to go.
1: And this one ended up being even longer. Yeah, I think it was more than a month.
0: Can you make a case for why the baby needs the surgery? Can she go
1: alone? Can we do it at home?
0: Can you send a one-year-old into surgery alone? Because if it's an option, I think we should consider it.
1: See, if Evie was here for the meeting, maybe he would have suggested <laughs> that. But it's just him and Janelle talking, so he's keeping it rational. But he is realizing he's not going to see Janelle for two months over a span of like five months.
0: He's barely seen her.
1: Hasn't, yeah, schedules have not okay, lined up.
0: That's what makes me think this is in July. March, April, May, June, July.
1: Fair enough, yeah. And Tomatoes. And Tomatoes. The
0: Tomato Gate. And the professional film crew that's back. and that. EV surgery is at the end of August, so it would make sense if it's the month before and she's given him a heads up.
1: There's nothing else they can do about it now. I like how he kept saying that we've done worse. We've done worse as a family. We've done yeah. worse.
0: I like that she took like offense to that. She was taken aback and it was like, Janelle, we read the book. We know you refused to move when everyone left and went to Utah. In case anyone doesn't know, Janelle legitimately left the family
1: for like, what was it, a year? I think that was from when they moved from Wyoming to Utah, and she was like, nah, I'm going to stay here. She's like, you guys, go ahead. I'm going to stay here. Janelle's trying to find the silver lining here, though. She's saying at least it highlights what they wish they had. That's what this is. That's what we're getting here. We're getting getting clarity. That's what we're getting. What, like distance makes the heart grow fonder? Something like that.
0: (laughs) That's what she thinks going on here? A little bit, yeah. She really did get away with this conversation with very little push back, feedback, anything from Cody other than he can't wait till afterwards and they'll rekindle their hot romance.
1: Did you like, too, how Cody decided to step back from himself and decide to not sour grape and spoil her fun oh my on God. this trip?
0: When he said, I don't want to spoil her fun.
1: I was like, dude, did you hear why she's going?
0: I'm like, well, that, but then also... Christine basically got accused of wanting to go on a beach vacation.
1: Which, I mean, they did go to the beach, but you got to go to the beach.
0: (laughs) And this is like, no, I I can't ruin her fun. She's going to see Maddie and Caleb. Caleb, my favorite person in the world. I only wish I could go.
1: My only son.
0: (laughs) Could you FaceTime me while you're there? Because I really want to hang out with Caleb a little bit.
1: And my other takeaway for this conversation here was how Janelle literally had to tell Cody, I need you to tell me we'll get through this. I need you to tell me that you still love me. And I need you to tell me that it's going to be okay.
0: At least she's clear. That's why this relationship works as well as they claim it does.
1: She's been working on her communication during (laughs) quarantine. That was something that she did have going on. That was on the list.
0: Then Cody wraps this up by saying, sometimes he has dark days where he feels like they've embarked on a journey that's a failure. And that, is the setup for the big gathering at Coyote Pass where Christine has an announcement to make.
1: Yes, we are back out on Coyote Pass. Bring your own lawn chair as usual.
0: If you're merry, make sure you bring your own mini bar as well.
1: Stash your mini bottles in your mini purse.
0: <laughs> make sure you get there a little early. Have a few nips before you head on to the property. <laughs>
1: Throw those bottles way, way back into the woods where nobody's going to find them.
0: <laughs> I bet you that's what the whole bottom of the pond is lined with. It's
1: all those tiny little glass bottles.
0: <laughs> Sadly, Christine is hopeful for this conversation.
1: Oh, she is way too optimistic about Cody's support. Uh-oh.
0: Right. Because for anyone who doesn't remember, in the last episode... Cody decided he was going to set her up to fail by making her think that he was into the idea of moving back to Utah.
1: So the family slowly rolling in. Mary is all decked out. I guess <laughs> you could say she's she's worn her finest linens.
0: <laughs> she's got a LuLaRoe shirt on that says, may all your hours be happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> and Cody calls her out for the fact that it Sounds like a drinking game.
1: What makes me nervous is we existed as a podcast during this. So if she did hear (laughs) any of the fajita cantina jokes. Yeah,
0: we were going pretty hard on Mary last season for enjoying her marks.
1: And the wet bar and secretly being an alcoholic.
0: Y'all, we don't we're we're not really saying that's true. Just to clarify. So we don't get a defamation case or something. Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) Again, I've said it once. I've said it before. Nothing I say. Don't take anything I say seriously.
0: I like how she then tries to explain why she's wearing a shirt that has a drinking connotation. And she says, because I love my life so much that every hour is happy hour, which I love too, because it was just like twisting the knife in Cody like, look, you try to make me miserable, but I love every goddamn hour of my life
1: rising above it.
0: I can't wait. Let's do it another 10 years.
1: You can't keep Mary down. (laughs) Again, it's spite. It's the spite that holds this marriage together.
0: (laughs) Now, I did notice that there is a camera crew here. So either Saul has gotten really good at making home movies or they've come back. Yeah, this is professionally shot. This is camera crew. They're back. Oh, before we move on, her second favorite shirt. Oh,
1: yeah. Second favorite shirt. So when
0: she was getting dressed this morning, it was between the happy hour shirt or a
1: shirt that says beach, please. And she always has a fun time explaining that to the older folks in the stores who are like, oh, yeah, I wish I was on the beach. Or Christine, who's trying to slink away to New Jersey during the summer.
0: And then Cody's just staring into space, trying to figure out what this shirt could possibly mean.
1: Beach, please.
0: And he finally asks, like, I don't I don't get it.
1: What's beach? You can tell he's been living at Robbins for a little too long.
0: <laughs> and then Mary gets out all of the pent up anger that she's had towards Cody and just yells,
1: bitch, please. And Cody still doesn't know what beach, <laughs> what's the joke. He still doesn't know. Now he's just upset that Mary cursed at him. He'll never get it. He'll never get that joke.
0: We've really set the conversation up. We have a nice tone going here. And Christine tells everyone that she had a really emotional experience when they went to visit the Dargers. Remember the trip she didn't want to go on that she thought could have been a Zoom call. It felt so normal to be around other polygamists.
1: She was talking about how she was so happy. She almost cried. And I was like, I almost cried looking at that beautiful showroom home. I have to go back to my dumpy ass place in Flagstaff
0: <laughs> after that. Jeez! Not everyone can live in an Ethan Allen showroom. Sorry.
1: Man, <laughs> I'm jelly. I'm full on jelly.
0: Yeah, no wonder she thought they're living the life over here in Utah in this beautiful, clean
1: house. No little children running around, though. That's always the drawback there. Everyone loving each other. Christine just felt this normalcy there. She misses that. She misses this. It's so apparent that we as a family need to be around like-minded folks
0: so she's got to explain. All right. Two years ago, though, I was too afraid to move back to Utah. But now that the laws have changed, I got to wonder, why are we still in Arizona?
1: We can move back home. We can be by family again. Why are we here? We've got this beautiful property. Nobody's arguing with that. We're, We're here. We're enjoying it. But it's been two years, and we haven't done a goddamn thing to it.
0: Isn't it obvious that we're not going to build on the property? I loved that part. Has
1: that become clear to anyone else yet?
0: Has anyone else noticed the most permanent thing we've put out here is some picnic tables and Robin's U-Hauls?
1: <laughs> and then Cody has the question this. well, you're saying it's not destiny? <laughs> is that what you're implying
0: here? Okay. Are they trolling us? I'm just wondering because so much of this conversation is like a caricature of this family.
1: You don't think his destiny? That's why we're still here. That's why we're holding this property. No, nothing's happened. So let's sell it. Now's our chance to get out. Don't even develop. Don't invest in this anymore. Just sell the land. We'll use the money. And in a couple of years, we can move back to Utah. It's going to be great.
0: Now, the look on everyone's faces when she says we should just sell it.
1: They all look like they've never heard this before,
0: even though Cody proposed it last season when he told them he met with the lawyer and he learned that they were sitting on a pile of money and that all they had to do was hold on to it for a few years and then unload it and they would make a killing.
1: This is where Christine digs a little bit deeper here too because she has to let us know if it was just her, she'd move back to Utah.
0: Mary jumps in and is the first one who has something to contribute to the conversation. And she asks, what does that law mean though? Do you think that we're going to be accepted? Like it might not be illegal anymore, but the culture of the community is one that people don't accept polygamists as if living in Flagstaff is different.
1: Yeah, because then Christine's got some examples she'd like to share with the group here about how much crap Isabel's gotten here.
0: Yeah, she claims that she's gotten picked on a ton in school for their lifestyle. And this is where Janelle's true colors start to show. Because in her confessional footage she questions if this is actually true or if Christine is just lying to back up her case for moving. That has not been the experience of Gabe or Savannah in school here.
1: So this is where I'm like, I don't know, maybe it isn't like a kid by kid thing. Isabel, I could see her getting bullied for pretty much anything. Oh. That's true.
0: I was going to say I could see Gabe being like no nothing happened at school today. I could also,
1: see Gabe joking his way out of being Okay. or picked on. Okay. Like he could...
0: I feel like Savannah just rolls under the radar.
1: Yeah, she wouldn't associate with people who would pick on her and then people would leave her alone. Yeah. But Isabel's like so nice that she can get rolled over.
0: I just think too, like, do you know why did Gabe have to get out of school so quickly?
1: He didn't have any friends here. <laughs> you picked him up and dropped him in a new I'm school just saying, district. If
0: it was such a welcoming, enjoyable environment... And they had no issues with kids talking shit to them in school. Why did he have such a hair up his ass to get out of there?
1: Because he wanted to get away from his family, not because he <laughs> wanted to get away from his friends. He wanted to hang out with his friends. That's what he's been doing all quarantine.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying. You think that these kids don't get picked on for having Cody as a father? You're just a family that is on television. And people can watch your life from the time that you were, what, less than 10 years old? When Isabel was on the show, what, like eight, something like that? I'm not saying that they Nobody says anything to
1: say to them. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm saying that I don't think it would impact Gabe and Savannah as much as it would affect Isabel.
0: Okay. Okay. I could see her being more sensitive to it. I could see it.
1: her being more sensitive to it and vocalizing that and confiding in that with Christine where, correct, if Gabe and Savannah were picked on, I don't think they would go tell Janelle about it, about what they're feeling. Agreed. You know who else is opposed to this whole thing, though? Robin's got to chime in. You know what? Robin actually started off this this meeting on the right foot, too. Every time she comes out to the property, she remembers why they bought it. So she can look out over her patio on her $900,000 deck (laughs) and just stare at it. That's why they bought the property.
0: Yeah, she lords over coyote bass every day.
1: It's great. But no, turns out Robin is actually opposed to this move to Utah. Main reasoning, Saul and Ari.
0: What kind of long-term effects would it have on them for them to have parents who are out as polygamists? Don't they have parents who are out as polygamists in Flagstaff? I'm confused.
1: Do they not know that bigamy (laughs) is illegal in Arizona too?
0: I'm just confused as to why they think that this is so much more of an accepting environment.
1: Yeah, it's all just very odd. So Robin admits that she wishes she could move back there, but... It's still an infraction. What if the laws change again?
0: I get the point of the laws changing again, because all it takes is to have a new bill proposed and you could be back at square one.
1: Absolutely. Janelle takes a different route here. There's nothing for me in Utah. Zero things for Janelle in Utah.
0: You know, like McKelty and Payton and Aspen. Am I missing any other kids who live there?
1: Soon to be Mariah.
0: Mariah. Yeah, none of my other kids are there. I don't care.
1: It's worth it to Janelle because they have a nice property in Flagstaff. In theory, if they develop it and turn it into something that would be theirs that they could live on. I don't see that happening. Definitely not anytime soon. But that's just the way that she's kind of come to be comfortable with this situation. Because, again, she has nothing in Utah. She has nothing in Flagstaff. And by nothing, she means kids, clearly. But at least in Flagstaff, she gets a pond and a mountain view.
0: (laughs) That's all really, really important.
1: Good stuff to have.
0: You know, from the woman who spent the entire season harping on how the family is falling apart and they need to make sure that they come back together and act as one family unit. Here we are. She actually then does accuse Christine of wanting to move back to Utah because all of her kids are there now. So I guess once you get to being an adult and you move out, you're no longer one of your sister-wife's children. I guess I, don't that's, I said that I right. I don't
1: know. I guess that's the rule. I don't know. <laughs> There's no rules on this. But yeah, Janelle's just getting upset because everybody committed to this land. We're Coyote Pass people now. And now you're saying move to Utah? Flippin' whiplash. Janelle's got flippin' whiplash.
0: Mary's got other motives for not moving back to Utah. This is a spite thing, of course. She's not going to grace them with her presence.
1: I've been thrown out of nicer states than this. (laughs) You're going to kick us out? Fine. I don't need you. I'm not coming back. I only own a business there. Fuck Utah. (laughs) Here's where the conversation takes a U-turn, because Cody now decides to shoot this down, too. He pretends like that little conversation between him and Christine never even happened. And Christine is shocked by this. She can't believe it. I don't know how she can't believe it, but here we are. Cody
0: is pretending that they never even discussed this. So we're back to gaslighting again. It's a family favorite here. And Cody's actually just happy to watch this crash and burn because everything is always blamed on him and he's not going to have to take the heat for this
1: one. So Christine has to try again here because Cody has left it up to Christine entirely. Present it to your sister wives. Go for it. Sell them on the idea. So Christine's trying her best here, flying solo, and she knows she has no support now because the first round we did not pick up anybody else on this cause. (laughs) So now she has to really double down. So she is very drawn to Utah since decriminalization took place. And Mary has to ask the outright question that only Mary would know where this thought process was going. Christine, would you move forward with moving to Utah? Even if you were doing that alone, would you move regardless of whether or not we come with you? Christine can neither confirm nor deny that at this point.
0: Yeah, things just get a whole lot <laughs> more stupider. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that could come to
1: mind. For it's like, some well, yeah, reason. for Mama Chantel.
0: <laughs> so Janelle wants to know if she can honor her, but can they keep moving forward here? So once again, I hear you. I think you're stupid. Can we go with the original plan? So we've learned a lot from the family conversation the last episode where they put out their conversation rules. And this is the point where Christine seems like she's about to have a panic attack, the way that she's breathing. And she comes to the realization, we're not moving, are we?
1: This move to Utah is dead in the prairie dog plague water.
0: <laughs> then Cody asked the most condescending question, Did you think that everyone else was going to feel the same way about moving back that you did?
1: I thought that you might, since you told me the last time we talked about this, that you were excited about it.
0: I don't know how they just don't call him out in these scenarios. Oh, I
1: would have brought that up a (laughs) hundred percent. So yeah, when I first saw the preview for this last week, I thought that Christine was like fake crying, but it's not that she's faking what's happening here it's that she's not really crying she's just so worked up i think you're right i think it was a panic attack that was basically on the verge yeah it's like
0: the cadence of her breathing has changed and they cut out the sound of that in the preview so there was just like silence and her not producing any tears
1: (laughs) yes so yeah i don't know if it is a panic attack i guess we'll see if cody carries her off to bed like he did for aurora last season but i doubt it (laughs) i doubt it
0: again not Isabel, who literally can't walk. No. <laughs> point that out again because petty. You're on your own. <laughs> Janelle doesn't even know how to make this okay. And then Robin says, Utah feels like home, but it's not friendly. I don't know how to feel comfortable doing that to my kids.
1: To my kids. Just my kids.
0: Now, if you recall two years ago when we all had to move to Flagstaff because the school here, conveniently in town, provides extra help to students with special needs like Dayton.
1: That was just a coincidence, though. That just worked out really, really well (laughs) and aligned perfectly with what we were already planning to do.
0: Remember when Gabe flipped out because he didn't want to leave Vegas and move and they basically told him to... Buck up and do it anyway, because you got to come. Too bad. But I can't do that to my kids.
1: This is where Mary's just looking for an out. She's looking over her shoulder. I thought she was about ready to jump into a getaway car or something. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure. She's like, are you
0: expecting someone?
1: It's like, is your Uber here? She just got the notification. She's like, "Oh, yep, <laughs> all right. See ya. Now she's looking for an out, and she's trying to pull Christine away, because she can tell Christine's very upset right now. Come on. Come on. We have got to have an aside conversation over here. Let's get away from the group. Just you and me.
0: So She walks her away and I'm thinking, all right, we're going somewhere. Maybe we're going to go get drinks.
1: Maybe. (laughs) But no,
0: we're going to stop and we're going to look at the mountain and hope that the angels sing like they did the day that they purchased the property.
1: Just look at that mountain.
0: This is the point where Christina is saying, I can't do it anymore. I can't be married to Cody anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. No, no, no. Just look at the mountain.
1: And Mary's busting out that murder tarp. Look at the rabbits, Lenny. (laughs) Gonna do you dirty. Careful, Christine. (laughs) Don't turn your back on her.
0: Now, Mary tells her not to talk about that. Don't talk about this negative stuff. Just think about that mountain that day. And Christine says, that's not enough. Mary says, then make it enough.
1: No. What? No. You're not a quitter. Oh, so now, yeah, we're digging into the LuLaRoe... MLM, hierarchy, structure, mentality, management stuff to keep Christine on board because Mary knows what it's like to lose one of her top sellers.
0: You can't lose a top seller underneath you in the pyramid. No. You got to talk them back into staying.
1: (laughs) She's talked people off the ledge before. Don't get it wrong.
0: Now, a lot of people accuse Mary of having gaslighted Christine. I don't agree with that. Because I think Mary genuinely believes this shit.
1: Oh, I think Mary 100% believes this stuff. Yeah.
0: Like, this is why Mary has stuck around as long as she has. Because this is the stuff that runs through her head. You just got to live your why, Christine.
1: Make it enough. (laughs) Boss bitch. Know your worth.
0: (laughs) This is where (laughs) Darcy Silva emerges from the woods.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And just starts spouting nonsense. (laughs) Absolute nonsense. You're not a quitter. Don't give up. Life's a garden, dig it. But Mary knows if Christine goes, that's it. This family's done.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I think this is really about. Like, the wool's unraveling, and it can't be Christine that's the thread. Because once one of them goes, the whole thing falls apart. And Mary knows the first one out of here is leaving with a book deal and a spinoff.
1: And Mary (laughs) knows- it's got to be me. It's gonna be me.
0: <laughs> I've invested 5 years of my life in this storyline. I'll be damned if you're going to take it from me. <laughs>
1: Don't you take this away from me. From my cold dead hands, Christine. No, oh, and I'm I'm so glad to see Christine is finally done compromising. She's been walked on and set aside her entire life. Go be free. Go.
0: Fly. Yes, fly, fly. Fly far away from Coyote Pass.
1: Go to Utah with your family, your family who wants to be around you.
0: They talk about hurting and how you can't make decisions when you're hurting. A bunch of more things that don't make sense. And it's essentially just more Mary trying to talk Christine into not giving up. And on the couch, Christine says that she doesn't want to look at the mountain. She doesn't want to think about the angels singing. Because she followed Cody to Flagstaff. This was his dream. I'm tired of feeling like I don't matter and not having his support when I need it. I need a partnership, something different from this. I was like, sing it, girl. She
1: knows. Yeah, she knows what she needs now.
0: Those are the things you deserve. Hashtag know your worth. There it is. Yeah,
1: and to kind of circle back too, because people were coming at us on Twitter on Sunday night with the episode. Talking about the when you're hurting, it's not good to make serious decisions when you're in these emotional turmoil states. When have the Browns ever sat down and thought through any fucking decision on this show? (laughs) Not once ever. Has it ever been beneficial for Christine? I don't think so. I would argue it has not been beneficial to her. So if you're going to be emotional and realize what you want, yeah, I understand not making a rash decision in that exact moment of that emotion, but the realization that you have of what you desire and what you want moving forward. Right, that's
0: valid. That's extremely valid. Why are you trying to invalidate that? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, you cannot discredit what she is finding out about herself in this moment.
0: Back on the property, Mary tells her there's something there for you to fight for. And you just have to do the work. It's hard, you can't give up. Things have been going so well for her in her relationship with Cody that she should be giving advice.
1: Mary gets the hurt. Mary gets that pain. She gets it, girl.
0: Then she says, you didn't put all these years in to walk away.
1: You haven't invested this much time just to walk away, Christine. And that is how LuLaRoe is still in business.
0: (laughs) You invested so much time and energy in this, you can't just walk away.
1: You have so much inventory over this past 30 years. Emotional inventory. Look at these prints. Nobody else has these prints. (laughs) These are great.
0: Actually, sometimes when you realize that you've invested an inordinate amount of energy into something that you're not receiving back, maybe it's time to leave that situation.
1: You got to cut the line, cut anchor and get out of there.
0: Then they hug and they look at the mountain and we're left with the final sentence of the season. I appreciate everything Mary's saying. She's lived through a lot, but the relationship she has with Cody isn't what I want. Hallelujah.
1: Somebody said it. And also, by the way, they're not a family anymore. So we need to stop calling this a family show.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: It's not about a family. There is no Brown family. It's just this weird collection of people who kind of do things in the same orbit around each other.
0: Oh, my gosh. So what did you think of this season overall?
1: Man, I really wish they could have trimmed a few of the conversations down, mostly just in quarantine-related things, and maybe advanced some of the more juicier tidbits like the surgery storylines or just not wallowing in quarantine for like half the season.
0: Yeah, that was too much. So I really hope that if this comes back the next season prior to next February, sometime around then, please let it be before then. We cannot have the storyline be at this pace.
1: I'm really hoping that they do like a September, maybe in an October, another little... Even if it's just like eight or nine episodes. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping happens. Ten episodes. Get us up through Christmas and that'd be fine. Be done with it.
0: Now, what do you think? Do you think Christine's left the family? Because there's a lot of speculation about that. Because Cody's name was taken off of her home a couple of months back.
1: I think if she wasn't in the family anymore, she'd be in Utah. Yeah. So she wouldn't even have that house in Flagstaff anymore.
0: So I don't know. I guess I'm wondering if maybe she's waiting until Isabel graduates.
1: And then that would put truly more in junior high range. So then that would be a little bit more of an easier transition to pull her out of school. Maybe.
0: I just really hope that she commits to this and that we don't just see like everything's better when the next season comes back. Because spoiler alert, they did spend the holidays together. So I don't know. Are they together? Are they apart?
1: We'll have to wait till next season to find out.
0: Next episode. We're going all the way back to season four, episode nine. Cody whisks Mary away to Mexico for their anniversary.
1: And I know that he's already taken her to Mexico for their anniversary before on our rewatch so far. Yes. Back in season two? Season one? Maybe two, One?
0: I don't remember. It was there. Sometime back then. They've been there before, so we're going again. But this time, he asks if Mary has decided... To go through with IVF treatment.
1: I wonder what she decides.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> It
1: was like 20 fucking years ago. So
0: stay tuned for that.
1: Oh boy, yes. <laughs> we're, we're picking back up with the rewatch. So even though we have to wait till next season to see what's going on with these cuckoo birds, you don't have to wait till next season to hear more episode recaps.
0: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple podcast.
1: Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
0: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.
1: Learn more at
0: Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.